0: Does
1: anybody else want to do the intro today?
0: Henny, you should do it.
1: All right. Okay. Do it. Yeah. Let's just take turns. <laughs> You're getting tired of it? I don't know. It's I don't know why I'm always doing it. It just turned out that way. I don't know. I think it's cool when when you guys do it sometimes too, so. <laughs> so, I would say uh let's just take turns. It's it's okay. cool. It's cool. <clears throat> All right. I'm ready.
2: Welcome to Reactive. This is... uh, Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keep that in. Do not edit that out.
2: (laughs) Of course not. You're crazy. All right. Welcome to Reactive. I'm Henning, and I'm here today with Raquel. Hi. Hello. And Khalil. Hello. How's it going? Good. Good. Tired. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I had too much Twitter today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like you were snacking on it or something. Um, I ate so many tweets today, I feel so full.
0: (laughs) I find you have to take breaks from Twitter or else you'll just... (sighs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I I just, I spent too much time on there and it's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, too much Twitter, too much caffeine, and uh, too many short podcasts consumed today. Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I understand. I was just a guest on another podcast uh, called Creative Coders um, with Seb Delisle, and that was super fun because we talked about Node and NPM and ES6 and robots, and, you know, it was cool. That was really cool. Cool. When is it coming out?
1: When is it coming out?
0: I don't know. I think so he and and his co-host who wasn't there for our chat today, but he and his co-host want to do a weekly podcast, but they don't want to, they don't want to record every week. So they're doing like multiple recordings in a given week and then just releasing them weekly or yeah. So Mm -hmm. like like they'll do a bunch of recordings in a month and then release them weekly. Yeah. Um, So I have no idea. And this was. is the
2: interview podcast or there's a different one?
0: Uh no, it's an interview, but it was it was kind of an interview podcast. Although it was really more of a conversation cuz <clears throat> sometimes interviews can be a little depending on who your guest is can can feel like a real like uh super serious interview like tell me about yourself. <laughs> and then quiet, 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 quiet. And then the person talks a bit and then it's like Okay, you are done talking. I will now ask you another question. You know, and it's... <laughs> I don't know if you've ever experienced that before. No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, I'm i not really into that format. I like things to feel a lot more conversational, and it sounds like uh, he prefers that too. So it was just a lot of, like, back and forth and a couple of questions here and there, and, you know... Fun. How,
2: how long was it?
0: It was like an hour.
2: okay.
0: yeah, but I think it's gonna get edited a lot. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh, interesting interesting.
0: Well, because like there were several moments where um, uh, so he he likes to have the video on, but the recording is audio only. Okay. Um, and so there were a couple of moments where it was like, hey, look at this thing on the screen. It's like, wait. The, the listener can't see that. I might edit that out. <laughs> so it's like, okay. <laughs> but anyway.
2: Oh, so is that that's easier to, to have the interview than if you can see the person? At least some people think that, I guess.
0: I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I still have no real idea what either of you two look like. <laughs> I just have the pictures of you two. And then, oh, okay. And then I saw um, there's the video of Khalil in a hoodie performing at JS comedy it's very
2: dark too yeah but i yeah. can't
0: I'm just like all right so if i see a dude in a hoodie in germany <laughs> that might be khalil <laughs> yeah it's it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all good it's with germany day One day yeah. yeah boom so what's up what's happening this week oh
1: what's up uh so me and Henning were kind of we're we're kind of all heads down into this uh, whole briefs FM thing.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
1: So so uh so briefs uh, f uh, briefs I'm very tired, I can't talk, so I will be stumbling all over this. So briefs <laughs> FM is uh a little app by Ben Ornstein and Chris something or other. Hunt. Chris Hunt. Mm-hmm. And um it's a little kind of idea that they so uh, he, so Ben, I think he talked about this on the giants robot giant robots robots pod, podcast at some point where he was saying that he does codecations sometimes, so basically he takes off work and goes on a, on a vacation <clears throat> and with a friend somewhere you know like uh, into nature somewhere or something like that, and they sit down and think about products product ideas or you know app ideas or whatever and then code code something out and start a little try to start a little business you know like within a few days or weeks or whatever and um, this is this is a product of one uh, of a uh, codecation apparently i think and um, the idea is basically to create something like uh, like the Twitter version of podcasting, or something like that. So, um, <clears throat> if you if you create an account there, uh, if you're interested, you can write them an email, and then they will do a one-on-one sign up because they always they want to learn a lot about, you know, what they can do better um, in their sign up process. So they're currently just doing one-on-ones. <clears throat> and
2: um, so you basically get on a video chat, and you get 15 <laughs> minutes or half an hour to. Yeah. sort of a guided sign-on process and they sort of ask questions while they're doing that to find out what people are interested in. So
0: yeah, that if really it's cool. easy
1: for them to <clears throat> find, you know, like the next button and stuff like that. Right. So that was really interesting. And he said, I asked him if, if it works for them, he said, like, he will never do it any other way ever if he does it you know another product at some point like that's how he's going to do it because he's been learning so much with every single call especially with like the first i don't know 20 30 calls um and uh so you create your account there and then from then on you have the um possibility to post your own podcast very easily by just recording something on your um on your um what's it called the the audio recording app on your phone, uh voice memo app on your phone, you just record something. But can you can be- basically use
2: any any anything. anything uh, yeah.
1: yeah, you can also use the computer, it, but the yeah. the only constraint is that it can't be longer than 3 minutes. And then you have when you created your account, you have a personal email address that you can send this to. You send an email, you attach the the um the audio file and the subject becomes the title of the podcast, the body of the email becomes the description of the podcast episode and then uh, it gets sent off to their servers and they do some optimization um they use orthonic which is a very good service where you that is specialized on kind of making um audio better especially for podcasts so they reduce noise and you know do boost the voice a little bit and stuff
2: like that so is that the one in austria that you showed me mm, Uh, did i show you we know. talked about it and at some point I was just yeah curious. could could be it's yeah. really the
1: only um service that does that and I think it's also Germans or Austrians or something like that mm-hmm. that do that and Austria. <clears throat> <laughs> so they do that on the back end and then they post it automatically to your you know to your profile or to your podcast profile and um the idea is just to make it as frictionless as possible to post um a personal podcast and um and it's like super early stage. Like there's really nothing else. Really besides that, there's they just um, cr- created a directory of podcasts um, today. Today, and <laughs> um, they cr- they're they constantly they keep working on it. You know, little features here and there and stuff like that. And it's. Um, <clears throat> it's super super interesting and exciting for some reason for me personally <laughs> there's yeah. there's a there is a, a lot of people um, most most of the people that have podcasts on there currently are mostly developers because that's kind of their network they they're, they themselves are developers and they reached out basically to their community asked who who would be interested in it and kind of you know got all those people on board but there's apparently also now more non-developers coming on and uh, there's some interesting, um, so it lends itself towards like something like um, the Git tip podcast. So there's a guy that makes a, a podcast that is just like three minutes or, or less. And it's just always one tip about Git. And um, then there's Vim tips and stuff like that. So there's a bunch of those. Then there is um, just personal podcasts where just people talk about what they're working on. Basically, what they're learning you know different ideas they're having and that's kind of that's kind of what I'm doing with my podcast As like so there's always i'm posting so I, I posted three episodes so far like uh, for one for every day <laughs> I'm on this platform now and um it's always about just something I, I I like to to share something I'm thinking about something that um that my mind is on currently like. Could be have could have something to do with development. So far, it was mostly something with JavaScript or whatever I was, you know, uh, uh, whatever I learned today or or yesterday. I talked about the Haskell JS, which was yesterday as well, and and it's kind of like a like a log, like a behind the behind the scenes of my life or <laughs> whatever, like, like, like updates like that, the real you know? world. And there's and there's uh, there's actually. Uh, a few other people that also do something similar to that and um yeah so it's just it's just um it's a v- very interesting thing for for me because because i love podcasting obviously and uh it's kind of my medium and i like sharing in this way and just to do like those really short kind
2: of um updates once a day is, uh is it's just it's just cool yeah I and i mean really depending on how you share. do it i mean there's next to no effort involved in it. It really is just a matter of recording something, then emailing it, and you're done. And um, there's quite a few people that have done this, like Khalil said. I think Kent Dodds has one. Mm-hmm. And of course, Ben Ornstein and uh, Chris Hunt have one each, or several each. Mm-hmm. I think um, the Git Tips is by, by Chris Hunt. And um, sometimes these are only, you know, like 20, 30, 40 seconds long, but it's enough to just... Tell you about something that you remember, oh, I heard that. And then you can, you know, either go to the podcast and look it up or, um, you know, Google about it. But I think that's a, it's a really, that's why I said I, I'm, I'm like um, overdosing on short podcasts today. I think I listened <laughs> to like, like five, five or six podcasts, like all the episodes that were there and the, there's like anywhere between, you know, three and 25 episodes or something like that per podcast and um that's kind of neat though you can consume that information fairly quickly and uh everything is really short and to the point and uh that's yeah it's fun um i'm doing one for a php storm i just try to think of something that i would um you know stick with and uh that has to be for me has to be something that is a core part of my work because if it's a side project, I always get sidetracked. I mean, you know, I, I really like to work with Ember, but there's times where I don't do that for like three weeks or more. And that would never work, I don't think, uh, on a regular basis. So I, I just picked PHP Storm, the IDE, and uh, as a as a nice little side effect, is basically just the same thing as I do with the talks, is when you, you know, Talk about something or kind of teach something you learn a lot more and that already happened big time today and i only recorded like two episodes so um, that's working we'll see if it uh if it works out if i'll stick with it but uh yeah so far i'm liking it and it's you know blogging is something i've been wanting to get into or i have been getting into for like five years but <laughs> it doesn't work and this it's just um, a lot less effort i think and that's that's the nice part to it's yeah. the the like the threshold to, to actually get something out there is very low so yeah, yeah. It's
1: cool and i also like to have this exercise of formulating like practicing formulating ideas uh, mm-hmm. basically also what you, what you said you know if you explain something to somebody then you um, you understand it yourself much better um in the exactly. end exactly and yeah. um and for some reason like i'm always looking forward to uh to recording this three minute episode for some reason it's just like i really enjoy this kind of sharing of an idea or or something or an aspect of my life or whatever and um, um and it's interesting because it's also it, it's 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 interesting to put yourself or your thoughts out there on a regular basis like this. I already enjoy it with our podcast, but you know to do it like as a personal little podcast it's it's almost uh you know like a little bit more scary and, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, all totally more
0: scary it is it is, it is more it's scary. just
1: it's just more scary period yeah, yeah exactly
0: because it's more personal you're you're a little bit more vulnerable you can be yeah you can uh with with at least especially here like we can say whatever we want, but the other two have our backs, so it's totally
1: fine. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. And there, you have to have yeah. your own back, and it's kind of <laughs> uh, and, and the and only who? way and the only way I had to do it is just to be honest and to be to try to to be concise. Also, but but the thing is, the constraints of that format—that it's just three minutes and that it's very easy to get it out—help help a great deal to do it because it also becomes something that is more. It doesn't have to be perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine if it's if it has, you know, if you have ums and ums in there, and yeah. you know, it's it's not that important to be like super polished.
2: And mm-hmm. and everybody else also, you know. You, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's there's a matched alpha. He's like one of the first people. He's a big PHP guy, and um, he records in his car while he's driving.
1: Yeah, you hear the car going. Row.
2: Not that I think that's a great idea, but (laughs) I guess if you can uh, talk like that and drive, I don't know where he's driving, but it seems to work. Yeah.
0: As long as he's not holding his own phone or whatever, you know, like maybe, maybe as long as it's, cause like my car, I can, I can talk into the car's microphone and it talks to my phone, Mm -hmm. which is really entertaining because I can be like, hey Siri. (laughs) <laughs> Do this thing for me. Um and then I hear her over the like the car audio and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
2: I don't know what his setup is, but not something I'm gonna try. So
1: Fair enough. What, what was funny uh, um regarding briefs, yesterday when I was at Costco Jazz there were a few people there that saw my tweets from the last days where I tweeted out those episodes that I recorded. <clears throat> <clears throat> and they were very. They were kind of confused. They were like, "Oh, really?" What? The one guy said, "This three minute podcast? I don't get it." <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> and 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 uh, Andre, he was also he was like, "What was this? What is this?" And yeah, you're recording this podcast. Like it was just like, just like uh, like like uh, wandering expressions on their faces. <laughs> I was
2: trying to... But, but I can understand that. I totally. Mean, it's the, t- same, totally. the same kind of thing when, when you told us about the new uh, social networks last week, you know, about yeah. that stuff. And I'm like, I can't relate to it. It doesn't make sense and we're so into podcasting and it makes total sense. It's like, yeah, you know, I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, yeah, me so too. So to do it. So. Actually, there is this... <clears throat> I remember, because um, I used to do podcasts like years ago I, I had... I, as an experiment i was you know podcasting with with a guy from canada about we were doing a meta podcast on a different podcast <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually fun for a while and what i realized was that every time we recorded um an episode i felt like oh, i would like to do that again the next day but mm-hmm. it was not didn't make any sense and you know like to do like a big pot like a 1 hour podcast thingy every day like did, did, that was Nonsense, right? But I felt like I would like to continue, you know, talking about things and stuff like that. And this is the first time that this this makes sense. There's a format for it now, and you can you can do it. And it's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting. And if if you have the if you have the ability to put something out on a regular basis, it always leads to like real interactions in the real world. And that's something I mm-hmm. think that's also interesting about this. <clears throat> and you know, at the end of the day, it's really it's also just an experiment and we'll see where yep. where this goes. Exactly. It's very interesting. Yeah. I like it.
0: Yeah, like peach. it's
2: <laughs> totally over. Yeah, totally. It is. I used it like it's... one and a half times or something. <laughs> I got an account and that was about it.
0: <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't even I haven't pressed the button and like like opened the app in pff, weeks. No. I'm just, I just look at it, and it looks so—it it looks so peachy, and I just—I—I I can't. I'm like, I don't have time for you. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Yeah. But you know, oh, see. we'll see. Anyway.
2: <sighs> so, so GitHub GitHub did a new thing that uh, I think is very interesting.
0: Yes, they did.
2: Yeah. Um, we'll talk
0: about
2: it. It's the. Um, basically a thing where you can use templates for your pull requests and your issues, or you can create templates. And um, what you can do, well, the first thing you can do is you can you can have this file called contributing, and you can either put it in your root folder or in the hidden directory called uh, .github. And in that, you can put your contribution guidelines. And every time somebody opens a pull request or opens an issue, they will get that um, a link basically presented to them to say, hey, here's the contribution guides. Maybe you want to go and take a take a look at that. And then also when you um, create a template issue or an issue template, um, you essentially fill that with text um, that you want to person to see when they basically open an issue. So you can put any kind of information in there that you want them to have, you know, fill out. The same thing goes for pull requests. So for open source um, projects, I think that's awesome where you can basically guide your contributors down a certain path to get more consistency with your pull requests and issues.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's nice to make it just easier for people to start contributing, um, yeah. GitHub also, though, did you notice, they enabled uh, the ability to, what was it, like, like upload images as pull requests or something like that? So, like, non-technical people could also, like, use GitHub? Oh,
1: drag and drop, that? yeah.
0: Yes, drag and drop, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. No, wait, is it?
1: Yeah, it's a drag and drop thing where you can just upload files to... Um, to a repository and you can you can specify if it's a, if it's supposed to be a new branch or if you want to directly master and stuff.
0: Mm. I, it's not drag and drop? I don't think I so. I thought so. Berg <clears throat> or maybe it was the issue thing. Oh, who knows, it doesn't matter. Uh, Woo, GitHub did something new.
1: Whatever. Upload <laughs> files.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Upload I don't know. Files no, I
1: don't Yes, upload files it's... to your repositories. And there
0: you can choose your files. Oh, yeah, exactly. So you don't have to use the git command line at all yeah. to upload files. Exactly. Which is really cool. Yeah.
1: And you Especially can, for, yeah. Yeah, and you can use the drag and drop API for for it. So you can just like, you, you, you say, okay, I want to upload a file. Then um, you drag something on there. And then it gives you the... Commit message thingy, you know. You can say, you just put it in the description, and then you can choose the branch, and then that's that. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh,
1: it's super cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's cool. And other cool news. Did you see what Stripe did today? Oh yeah, um, Atlas. Yeah. That I think. What is that? I was like, this is brilliant. Um, so Atlas is basically a once. Like I, you know, so if you want to start engaging in e-commerce, there are a lot of rules in terms of you need to be a company, and then uh, you need to you need to have like lawyers take a look at all the agreements so that you can start accepting money via something like Stripe and da 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 da. da. And that whole process can be really daunting and very confusing. And if you have a lawyer work with you, it can be very, very expensive. Um, And so what Stripe has done with Atlas is it's kind of like a one-stop shop for you to start selling your goods and wares on the internet. Um, They will help you. Basically, you fill out a couple of pieces of information, and then they will incorporate a company for you in the state of Delaware in the U.S., which will automatically allow Stripe payments to work. So you can start, you can basically just start a shop and start selling things and accepting money. And then you can, you know, the whole thing is all taken care of in terms of just getting up and running. Oh, and it it includes a bank account with the Silicon Valley Bank. So like if you're a startup and you just want to start a company and have people pay for things so that you can, like, you can, I don't know, Prove to potential VCs that you have this really great idea, like it's really not that expensive. um, And, you know, they take care of it all for you. So it's like $500 or something to take care of everything to start up, which for a brand new company is really, really, really cheap. Um, I guess you could hypothetically do it uh, on your own if you live in the United States and have your local bank and et cetera. For a lot less. But what's great about Atlas is you could be anywhere in the world and start, like anywhere in the world that uh, uses Stripe, that like Stripe has uh, permission to work in your country or whatever. Um, you can create a company in the United States and start using Stripe to accept payments. So this and is what I
1: don't understand. So even I could do that. Yes. Without yes. being a US citizen and nothing. Correct.
0: Correct. That's I mean, crazy. right now, you don't have to be a U.S. citizen to start a company in the U.S. Huh. There's no requirement of that nature. You don't have to you... be uh, in
1: the in the country. It doesn't matter.
0: Correct. Wow. Nope. Okay. Nope. Lots of people do that <clears throat> all the time. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I was like, wow, this is brilliant. Especially if you have like you know a new idea and you want to just kind of. Get started, like I'm thinking, the briefs FM crew, like yeah, it's just you know their whatever weekend hacking project or whatever. It'd be perfect. For uh, them, yeah, it would be perfect. Exactly, you know, five hundred bucks, incorporate, have a bank set up, and you can start getting people to pay you. Boom! It's insane. <clears throat> And yeah. you also,
1: but you definitely have to pay taxes in the U.S. then. So even if you're oh, a company, uh, even if you have nothing, like you only sell to people in Germany, for instance. You have mm-hmm. a German shop, but you're incorporated yes, but. in the U.S. You have to pay taxes there and here, I guess. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. But they also, um, I believe, uh, I believe they also cover, um, like this program also helps you, yeah, they have tax and legal guidance, um, either via a U.S. firm called Oric or an international tech law firm. Um, oh, sorry. Oric is an international tech law firm. And a PWC, which I think is PricewaterhouseCoopers, which is a global accounting firm. And so you can chat for free with those with those folks to figure out what your tax requirements and all of that stuff is wow. but i mean just think about the possibilities right that's like crazy here you have it, it's like here come be an entrepreneur boom
1: yeah done sell reactive t-shirts <laughs>
0: <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> that's insane it's like, that's very really cool it is re- very cool i mean
1: it's just like reducing friction again you know it's yep. like this is real. This is a this is a real oh. game changer.
0: And I'm I'm reading more on it. And now um, they're trying to to work with other companies like Amazon Web Services to extend free credits to people who are starting out as well. So it's just like it's like basically here's a little box. You want to start a company? Here's the box you need. Just click a couple of things, pay five hundred bucks, and you're done. Start your company. Get to work.
2: <laughs> That's nuts.
0: That's nuts. <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Anyway. Awesome. So, this is really Yeah. Cool.
2: This is really cool. I thought
0: that's neat. So amazing. All right. Anyway. So that was that was cool. What oh, else is going so on? So
1: let's start a company. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> I mean I <clears throat>
1: Well, we, um, we can uh, think about that. We can think about it. Sleep on it. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. Raquel, you posted something, a tweet. What was that tweet about? Oh. Into our subjects thing, an update oh, regarding JS, JS Coffee.
0: You, yeah, has has uh lifted the ban <laughs> on JS Beirut. <laughs> the ban <laughs> or JS Coffee Beirut. Yeah, apparently the this, the the uh, code of conduct violator has been removed from the organization. So Beirut is still in play. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. Wow. <laughs> so I thought that was.
2: That is kind of big. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, the whole thing sucked. I mean, if you think about it, they had probably put all this work into it and then, yeah. Anyway, well, that's nice. Nice that they got there, got
0: back yeah. on track. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yep. I like it when things work out. <laughs> <laughs> So also in the, in
1: the vein of um, bringing it back to Atlas and taxes and all this kind of stuff, there is an interesting story about Ghost, the blogging platform.
0: Yes, that was
1: also super cool. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting. So they were they were incorporated in the UK and um, just by because one of them lived there and the other one was half British or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so they got a lot of they, they, they got a lot of problems um through this new regulation in the EU which is called VATMOS which is an abbreviation for something or other it has, it has to do um uh with with the VAT basically and that you have to um i think the so whenever you have um so when you have a web service in Europe and you sell a web service in Euro- Europe, you have to charge your clients the VAT specific that's specific to that
2: specific country. And, and it's different in every country, and it's insane.
1: Yeah, it's different in every country. Mm-hmm. And that was with this VATMOS, it was enforced in a in a more... So that got more complicated for service providers. So basically, they had to rewrite their billing system twice and it just um made everything more complicated, made the service more expensive for their users and um yeah, so mm-hmm. so it was a huge headache for them and then they they tried to figure out if they can get around that or basically um um if if they they were look doing a lot of research in order to try to find out if they can incorporate somewhere else <clears throat> Uh, so that they don't have to care about the VAT, VAT, anymore. And what they found was that they can do that um, by incorporating in Singapore. And Singapore is apparently extremely business-friendly because that's really their only kind of resource of income is international business. And um, so you can incorporate there. And um, you yeah, and but mm-hmm. basically everything else stays the same and um uh so f- but what they're saying in their FAQ is that they don't have to charge their EU customers VAT anymore. They won't do that anymore since they are um in the uh, incorporated in, in in Singapore. And that's weird because because uh Louis sent me because I was tweeting about that and, and said this is very fucking interesting and he was like well, they still have to charge you users VAT. They can't get around that. So what falls what's what it apparently is not. So I don't know what the MOSS part of the Vatmos is because so they just so that part apparently fall falls away. But the VAT has to be has to be charged. So but it's it's definitely um uh, um the ghost people say something else. They basically say, we don't have to charge you anything. And so the problem, I think, so apparently what is happening here is that there is no real way for the EU to, enf- um, what's it called, enforce the charging of the VAT. Mm. And um, so if you're incorporated in Singapore and you, and you just don't charge it, there's no nothing really they can do about it so far. And maybe that can change in the future or something like that. Yeah, because there's no
2: bookkeeping happening in in Europe, so they don't know what they're actually selling, especially even if it's an online service. Well, they can look at the pricing, basically, and just, you know, they can
1: see it on the website if it's charged or not, and then that's, that would be a, but I don't know what kind of legal measures they can take, you know, for, against a company in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Like how do they enforce that? Like they need they need some sort of a, an, an agreement between Singapore and the EU or something like that in order to take legal measures, I guess. Mm.
2: But I guess this was sort of similar that you know you don't have to be a citizen. In Singapore to to incorporate there, yeah, exactly. You don't. I don't think you have to live there either. So basically, they have this you know legal entity in Singapore, yeah, and the uh, employees are all distributed anyway, so nothing really changes there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's just a you know a legal thing and an accounting. I think the biggest thing that I read out of there is that it, the accounting nightmare goes away um, by doing that. Yeah, and uh, that's this pretty. It's, I mean, it's a very drastic move and. You know, if you're, if you're a company that doesn't have a physical location or isn't bound to it, it's, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I'm sure, you know, other companies would love to do that. Maybe can't because their employees can't really um, go with them.
0: Yeah. Mm. I don't know. The jury is still out for me on whether or not I would enjoy full-time remote work. I keep thinking about it, though. <laughs> Mostly because I, I really, yeah, I really mm-hmm. want to live next to a ski mountain and ski all day every day. But I think that just make, that would make me a ski bum and not a remote worker.
2: Yeah, i was just gonna say, <laughs> where's the work in that?
0: I mean, the work would just kind of happen, right? Uh, sure. that, that's You're what weekends on are for. Ski lift.
2: <laughs> oh god! Well, you could just
1: dictate everything a Siri or something and do it yeah. while skiing. You know?
0: <laughs> I don't know that that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah oh but i would love to you know work two days a week that would be fine too i could do that and then work rem- i don't know maybe not <laughs> anyway carrying on <laughs>
2: yeah what else we got oh what else we got i just got one quick announcement uh that I was quite quite impressed. The next global Ember meetup is coming up this Saturday on the 27th of February. And um, they have some really, really cool topics. So there's uh, Ember CLI Deploy, which has been around for a little bit, but um, it's maturing and it's basically a simple or universal deployment um, mechanism for Ember apps to various services. And then there's Ember Engines, which we discussed already here. That's Dan Gebhardt's going to give a talk on that. Fastboot, Ember Fastboot is um, really coming along very nicely. And uh, Tom Dale is going to give a talk on that. And then the thing that I think is really, really cool, there's uh, um, Felix Riesenberger. Or Riesenberg. He is going to talk about Ember Electron. And um, he's, an, he's a Microsoft guy, I think. But he's maintaining Ember Electron, the Ember Electron project. Project, and basically it's um, sort of a boilerplate uh, project where you can uh, quickly spin up an Ember app inside of an Electron shell. So I definitely want to look at that. That oh, seems cool. really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, just to make it make it easier. It's it's sort of the same, you know, kind of problem. When I when I looked at it a few months ago, it's like okay, here's how to do it, like in. It doesn't give you the, 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 you know, the, what do you call it, a project already set up. This is the best way to do it. It's like, here's the components, you figure out how to glue it together, you know, and it just takes so much more time to figure all that out. So this is, um, in typical Ember fashion, I'm feeling kind of lazy now saying this all the time, but you don't have to think. You just, uh, start <laughs> it up and code along and, um... Then uh yeah that's and then there's ember try I don't know exactly what that is um, by Katie Gangler, but that's another talk I have to check that out so that's coming up um, this Saturday if you're interested in ember and want to check that out I'll put a link in the show notes oh, exciting cool
1: hey, Whee! I just looked up this whole VATmos thing and there's a neat little list um, of, of of what's what that is the regulation and that it's it it really sounds crazy, I must say. There is, uh, and crazy complicated. So, so it applies to anything that is automated digital service, right? And then from, uh, actually last year, January 1st, last year, as a seller, you have to pay VAT in any EU buyer's country at the country's VAT rate, even if you aren't in the EU. Okay. And then there is no th- threshold, even if you only, have one item for 99 cents. The law still applies. And then to prove where the buyer is, this is it's so crazy. To prove where the buyer is, you need two non-contradictory pieces of information which you need to store for 10 years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? And then, and then the Moss part, it's mini one-stop shop, which every um, EU country sets up. So and you you just pay the VAT to that one stop shop and they will distribute it for you, um, whatever that means. So you just register (laughs) there once and then they take care of it.
2: They really don't want people to do business here, do they? It's
1: yeah, it's really hostile. Does,
0: Does Stripe take care of that for you? Because uh, sure. I, uh, no. I haven't implemented that
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah you guys have that problem too
0: I mean we have customers from all over the world yeah um, I bet a bunch of them are in Germany or in in the EU mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah we just use stripe hmm.
1: so hopefully yeah. stripe is
0: taking care of that for us
1: yeah hopefully I mean yeah so if I don't if. Think if, so. if, if yeah, if Stripe takes care of all your billings and stuff, they must be they must be doing it right.
0: I, I mean, know. it's funny though because in the U.S., um, there was like when you fill out your taxes every year, they actually ask you, "Have you bought anything online and haven't and without paying taxes for it? If so, tell us how much you spent and we will charge <laughs> you tax now." <laughs> I don't know a single person who has ever said. Oh, yeah, here are all the things that I bought online that weren't <laughs> taxed, so go ahead and tax me.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know a single person who who's ever done that. Yeah. Um,
2: so they haven't yet sort of enforced that, that the, the retailer has to do that?
0: Um. So, like, the bigger... So that would
2: be the same company. thing as here in Europe, then, I guess, because you'd have to cha- charge different taxes for the various states, and then... pay the states and that like for Amazon that'd be a nightmare.
0: Yeah well so now Amazon actually uh, requires or calculates the tax. Oh
2: they do okay.
0: Yeah it used to be like 5 10 years ago um, buying on Amazon was the greatest thing ever because you have never had to pay any taxes and you're like well why would I go to my local store when I can just avoid taxes it's like Mm -hmm. an 8% discount Um, but then I think the feds figured out what was going on. And they were like, hey, 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 hold up. Oh, and so that then, is
2: fixed, okay.
0: Yeah, and then, well, yeah, yeah. It used to be that they would only charge you tax if the warehouse that the stuff was coming from was also located in the same state as your personal address. Mm. Uh, but that's weird. And so instead and so they were just like, forget it. You're paying tax on everything yeah. based on your your location. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> So, eh. mm. anyway, taxes—what um, a fun subject! Oh, Whee! <laughs> uh, yep. uh, you know what—you know what is fun though. Yeah. Lots of people have been joining our Slack channel.
2: Yeah, this is true.
0: It's, it's been true. really cool. Someone called me out on on my Slack hacking. I was like, <laughs> "Welcome, so and so," and they were like, "I know you're doing." Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you made it public.
0: It's true, time, so. I did. I totally did. Um, but yeah. So, what's so the tally. Um, did we welcome Jay Simplicio last year or last week? <laughs> time is ephemeral. Um, if uh, not, welcome. Um, but otherwise, shout outs to Teray. Yes. Uh, Meryl, Prasad, uh, RZ Shoch, maybe?
1: Shoch.
0: Shoch. (laughs) Shoch. (laughs) Shoch. Anyway, y'all are awesome. Mega props for joining Slack, because we're all cool here. I, I love, oh my goodness, I died, died yesterday with Lewis's uh, pun about the throat lozenges. And Flex. if you want to know what that pun was, you have to join our Slack channel and go to the Happy, uh, happy Channel. So. <laughs> okay, it was I, good.
1: Apparently I have to join the Slack channel too I, I to didn't see that.
0: Oh my goodness. Mm. He, oh, it was so good. It was, I mean, yeah. Now, I can see how, at least in some of these cases, I was like, I don't, I don't get it. But then I realized that there was a difference between British English and American English. Mm-hmm. And so the thing about puns is that your understanding of the language is really important. Um, and so there are a couple of puns. I'm really sorry, Lewis, I didn't understand them because you use British English, and I just didn't understand <laughs> what? what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. But anyway. Perfect. yeah.
2: So we have uh, one more thing. Do you want to talk about the descriptive? Oh, okay. yes. That's right. <clears throat> so,
1: um, yeah. So uh, uh, Henning and I, we, we had a conversation about um, how we want to proceed with descriptive. Um, so I, I said I need to talk to him because the thing is, So in descriptive, we always, we interview people and, um, I just kind of realized over the, the last interviews that we did and it, I mean, it was, yeah. Anyway, that for me, this whole interviewing thing, it's, it, I'm not very good at it. And I also don't want to necessarily get better at it. And but that's not good for the show necessarily and so so it's actually um i would like to um, kind of do do less descriptive interviewing um but i don't want to give up on the show really and henning also doesn't want to give up on the show i'm i definitely want to be um you know part of interviews where i am super 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 duper interested um in the in the person, in the guest. But if that's not the case, then it's, it's difficult for me and I'm not a natural interviewer. And um, so basically what we would love to do is to ask, um, to basically throw out the question or an offer for people to, to um, contact us if they feel they would be interested in helping us interviewing interesting programmers. On descriptive, and uh, we would like to do, you know, maybe set up a call with them and then see if it's a good fit for us and try it out together to just keep the show going. And um, if there's somebody out there that knows um, really into interviewing and um, would enjoy something like that, would be happy to talk to them. That's basically. I feel it. like.
0: Yep. I feel like we're missing an opportunity here. Like. Why aren't we having like a reality TV show or a reality podcast of like, you know, finding the next descriptive <laughs> member. You know, like just I think yeah. that'd be really Yeah. Horrific and entertaining and perfectly <laughs> American and probably not very <laughs> yeah. probably not very nice, but <laughs> we
1: would follow them around <laughs> for like six weeks and like have multiple interviewing kind of challenges. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah and then the winner the winner gets to gets to join the descriptive team exactly yeah
2: they get a job something <laughs> oh my god unpaid <laughs> job
0: it's it's completely unpaid <laughs> you can find your own stuff Work crazy um,
2: hours at night
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's anybody's dream right right yeah, yeah. that's
2: great <laughs> i don't know <laughs> no, but yeah, we we'd like to we'd like to find someone or maybe even multiple people. I I'm, I'm not sure. Um and I think one one thing that we discussed is we would definitely um also like to have uh, a female uh, interviewer in the mix because I think that's really important because diversity and I think it would bring uh, some more interesting points to the table. So definitely We'd Like to get that uh, to happen,
1: yeah. So, hey, uh, Raquel, if you know anybody, maybe you know that would be interested in something like that, let us know.
0: Yeah, I will ask around. Yeah, ask around. Um, cool. I definitely can't do it, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I have zero time. <laughs> I think
2: two hours is probably, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, you need to, to basically be able to do. About two hours, once or twice a month. Um, And that's depending on where you are, probably could be, well, any time of day, I guess, could be in the middle of the day or middle of the afternoon. For us, it's like nine o'clock at night. So our show starts at nine. We record at nine o'clock at night and then, you know, it gets pretty late. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So if you're, if you're like ahead of us in the time zone, that'd be even more difficult.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it depends, you know. Yeah, it how depends on how far ahead,
2: yeah. But but anyway. Yeah.
0: yeah. If you're well, interested,
2: drop us a line.
0: Mega <clears throat> yeah. props to, to the two of you, by the way, for just all the awesome work that you've done with uh, Descriptive uh, so far. I think it's a great podcast, and I think it's been really, really fun to have the two of you as hosts um, with all the really cool guests. <clears throat> <Myself. laughs> uh, and, you know, I mean... Uh, I, to all of our listeners, I cannot, I cannot uh, recommend hanging out with these two on a regular basis enough. Just because it, you know, it's it's one of the highlights of my week. And So, anybody who's interested in that, I highly recommend it. <laughs> just FYI. Well, thank you. Thank there you, you go. You've after. got you've you've gotten the rock, but you know, endorsement, seal of approval, yes. endorsement. There you go. That's right. Cool. That's the word. That's great. Anyway.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> All right, all right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, um, I think that was the last topic for today. Yep. Um, all right. I would say uh, sign off. So I am Khalil, and I am Khalil tweets on Twitter, and um, we are ra- uh, we are Reactive Pod on the Twitter, and uh, you can get the show notes at reactive.audio.
0: Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm RockBot on the Twitters. And uh, definitely join our Slack channel. It's really great. There are some fantastic puns, but more importantly, the gifs are just amazing. And, you know, sometimes we have good conversations about technology, too. Um, you can find the link to join our Slack channel uh, in the show notes, which, you know, rec.audio, as Khalil said. So, see you on Slack.
2: All right, I'm Henning. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> You can find me if you're really wanting to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. What's the Twitter handle, though? <laughs> Too long! Still H. <laughs> um Anyway, so if you would like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. Uh, information on how to do that is in the show notes. And um, actually, this week there are no new reviews, so... If you're just new to the show, take a few minutes and uh, give us a rating or a review. would be really nice. Thank you. And I'll talk to you next week.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, how like, I, I can hear you hold your breath to make sure that Cleo does it first so that you don't say it at exactly the same time. <laughs>